Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast is with my good friend Blaze Smith. We just get into it about all kinds of stuff. Talk about uh, losing a loved one. Talk a little bit about traveling. Talk a little bit about social issues. Doing art. And, uh, you know, just the crazy life in L.A. and things like that. Um, It's, you know, a podcast with a friend. So, uh, I enjoyed it. I hope you do, too. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy. Today, I've got a special guest, a good friend... Long-time friend, probably known him for about 20 years now or longer. Uh, I, I consider him kind of like a, a family member, actually. He's pretty much my, my brother from another mother. Um, and it's my good buddy, Blaze Smith. Hold on. I just had to take my mask off really quick because... I don't know if you guys can hear me or not. Oh, shit. Totally muffling everything I had to say and not letting me get enough oxygen. Yeah, well, I don't really want you to get sick from a virus with a 0.02% fatality rate, Blaze. You know what? Could a gnat pass through a mask? Could a gnat's pee-pee pass through a mask? Could. So just think of, hold that thought for a while. Well, I changed the subject. How you doing? I'm good. (laughs) How are you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. Well, I'm in the middle of Los Angeles, so. Yeah. Uh, I've got like about a million pounds of anxiety around me uh, in all directions. Yeah. That's all right. That's just the way of life here. We have sunshine sometimes. Well, you got a lot more sunshine than I got up here in Washington. Um. So, Blaze, uh, you know what you've got there? You've got history, man. Well, there's a lot of beautiful trees, and you're able to garden too, which is good. Uh, I haven't been gardening that much the last month and a half, two months. Uh, I am gonna plant some more shit here soon indoors. I got the indoor thing going, but uh, yeah, I uh, I saw I saw your indoor lab. Very impressive. Is is it supplying you with enough nutrition? Well, or is it just some fun sprucing? It could, but I, it could, but I've not been uh, dedicated to it lately. I just, I, I just totally need, get it. I need to get off my ass and, and plant some, even just salad mix, dude. You know what I mean? Arugula, uh, frickin' some lettuce, stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah, you know, it, well, in all ser- seriousness, for me, I've got a family of five, so whatever I plant, it's got to at least sustain us. And I'm not talking about we're living fat. I mean, sustain us alive so that we can get the fuck out of Dodge. There's only a few ways out of this uh, city. So, and I oh, I'm just assuming that part of the topics that we talk about could be bugging out. Right, we, they we talk about all kinds of things. I was gonna actually go mm-hmm. through a history of your life with you and ask you. Um, so Blaze, you're a musician, right? Yes, sir. You grew up mm-hmm. in an artsy family, 
right? You're you're a well-rounded artist. Uh, when did you start? And, and a professional working artist too. And a professional working artist. Not many yeah, yeah. of us can say that. Yeah, you work for art department. I work for the art department. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. In the in the studios. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, I do. Are you doing do. a commercial or a show right now? Are 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 we? Well, you know what? Uh, COVID closures has everything on a little bit of a lull a lull right now. So there's a lot of us industry people just taking a little break it was very very busy up until about a week ago and there were people protesting outside of film sites because they were like well you can shut down my restaurant and then open up a production in the same parking lot that was the yeah that i saw that video and that was really scandalous and, and yeah, uh... i got i wish i wish you would have called it a production company she called it a movie company you know oh, what God. though uh what uh, the scandalous part about that was is I understand her frustration and why she did that. It sucks that, you know, the people in the movie industry had to eat a dick over that also. But, you know, it's just like these people are letting, what's that guy's name? De Blasio, Mayor De Blasio. I think he's the New York guy. Well, who's, what's your guys' name? Oh, Garcetti? What, is that what's his name? Garcetti. That, oh, hell yeah. It's a Gil Garcetti guy. As yeah. far as I know. Uh, Los Angeles mayor He's a total piece of shit I'm surprised people haven't been protesting out in front of his house With fucking tiki torches and rifles Um, There are Dude are you kidding me They they are Nobody likes likes him Um, So the rights and the lefts Don't don't like him A good friend of mine I worked with him Coffee Bean He was my my boss He was one of those younger bosses that are cool as fuck And he was younger than me no, we got to know each other pretty well. His, uh, I would talk about this with a degree of sensitivity because it's not Blaise, just nothing. Some, some subject that we can roll over because, well, his sister was working in the Trader Joe's okay. in Silver Lake, and there was a there was a cop, uh, there was a cop, and then there was a chase going on. They were chasing a a man that had robbed something. Okay, uh, it was. He was, he, was, he was black. He ran into the Trader Joe's and they opened fire in the Trader Joe's. Melly Corrado, God bless her, she took a bullet for that. And Did she, she die? Away. She died. So well, Mayor Garcetti is not taking accountability whatsoever. None. No no accountability. No. Kind of, he just wrote this little casual letter. He may as well have written it on a napkin, con- consoling the family. Well, this was a big community uproar especially around the more gentrified parts of L.A. that didn't really experience too much shooting. Okay, so, so wait, wait, was the la- the, so was the criminal a black guy or was the lady a black? Melly Corrado, she's Mexican-American. Okay. The, the, the perpetrator, the suspect, not the perpetrator. The perpetrator was a cop. And this, you know, this guy wasn't. Oh, so the cop accidentally I, shot her? Yeah, cop shot into the Trader Joe's to get the suspect. And a worker. accidentally shot the girl. But because shot an essential worker. Okay, there's there's no nothing sensitive on this. You can say whatever the fuck you want on this podcast. No, no, no. I don't no, care I, who I offend, how I offend Albert's them. Albert's my brother. He's a good friend of mine. He's not just a character. He's no, no. I, I I'm saying I, I wouldn't expect you to offend your friend. What I'm saying is. If you're worried about offending my audience, they pretty much 
They're not offended. So what you're saying is because she wasn't black, nobody talked about it. No, it's not what I'm saying at all. That's, what, that's not what I'm saying. Mayor Garcetti didn't take it. He was not accountable. He didn't put any effort into making the Silver Lake community feel safer whatsoever. Okay, but what I'm saying is if she was black, they would have made it a huge deal and it would have been more like fucking racist cop shit. Perhaps because of the political climate. Exactly. Perhaps, but 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 it's well known here in Los Angeles that yeah, Mexican Americans get the same stick. Yeah, we get the same. And I, when I say we, I get treated just like a Mexican. Well, it's because it doesn't matter how Mexican. white I sound. It doesn't matter how fucking properly I come off. I get. Role stereotype. That's because you look time. Mexican. I'm the you grew most up experienced motherfucking painter on set at all any given time. Um, if I didn't if I didn't open my mouth, I'd be on bucket duty. I swear to God, I'm not joking. The only way to combat that is be humorous and be happy and positive and kind of just get into the country music and just kind of like yeah, that's <laughs> that's how I'm saying. Get past that. Put the blindfold over everybody's fucking eyes because there's something really serious here. It's not the oppression against one person. It's oppression against all of us in your little little funny ways. Well, I mean, it's very interesting. You look at you look at uh even the, even the term oppression, dude. Like, so okay, let's look at humanity as a collective in the term oppression. Okay, sure. Uh, is there racism? Sure. Is it as rampant as the media says? Fuck no, it's not. There's nothing anyone can say to me to convince me. They convince me otherwise. Are you talking about what do you go go live in freaking Compton? These neighborhoods were freaking designed. Yes, Blaze, I agree with you. For black people to be far, far away from any kind of society. And who did that? Which party did that? It wasn't the Republican Party, it was the Democrats. The same party that started the KKK, because the Republican Party was started by blacks. That's a little bit of history that nobody knows, and nobody wants. Nobody wants to accept it either. The specific facts on that, we need Jamie here to do a fact check. But I'm not going to disagree with you that the Democrats are so. They're very. I'm not. I'm not a registered voter. My my listeners know I'm not a registered voter, but I do have a bias against today's modern left. Now, if you would have asked me 15 years ago who I hated, and I would have said the classic Bush-era conservatives. I fucking hated those guys, too. But today, it's the modern left. They're irrational, emotionally unstable, uh, illogical. They focus on the tenth thing wrong with society instead of the... the fir- they focus on the symptoms of a disease instead of the illness itself. So, like, when we look at, like, racism, yeah, does it exist? Yes. But does it exist to the level that, like, they say it does? No, it doesn't. It's like, yes. Well, what do you I, mean? Okay, explain, well, I'll tell you what. Explain to me that. This that is what I think. You don't believe that, that it, it exists to the level that is being told okay, to us. Okay, so, so here we go. Do I believe that systemic racism exists? Absolutely. 100%. I know that, that, that you know, that the, the Masons were the people that started the KKK, that the KKK is a satanic organization, the Masons are a satanic organization, and I'm not saying every Freemason, but that's what they are, whether they know it or not. 
So there's systemic racism for sure, right? Uh, hold on. What are you talking hold, about? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right. Hold on. There's okay. systemic racism for sure, and it's been here for years. I agree with that. Social racism, uh, virtually non-existent. Now, in the 60s, it was everywhere. But now, virtually non-existent socially. I amongst experience our, it all the, all the fucking time. Amongst our I'm peers. telling you, until, until they find out my last name is Smith, all right, and, until they see that I can speak proper English, I'm, I'm treated like a fucking immigrant. And I have eyes Are to you sure? see. But L.A. Oh, treats. fucking so fucking sure. Place. Yeah. Some little white girl comes in with zero experience and all of a sudden she's getting asked design questions. And I'm fucking artist to the max. I can fucking all this shit. I'm an uber expert. But I have to prove myself every time. Okay, you just said a, a small every little white girl. Time. Okay, check this out. Guys, guys always want to fuck chicks, so that could be part of it. And number two, LA treats LA treats everybody like an immigrant. <laughs> everybody in LA treats strangers like an immigrant. You know why I was cool with that? Why I was cool with that? Because she's a fucking woman. She's gonna have a hard fucking time breaking that glass ceiling, more so than a brown man. Women ate mm. the fucking they. Oh, you fucking kidding? Kidding I, me? They're looked at and talked to all the fucking time. I can see. Okay, they're they're definitely objectified for sure. I agree oh with that. But God. I don't think that they're like oppressed. Like like they're running around saying how oppressed they are. It's like, give me a break. If you look at all the drama in America right now, particularly with the left, it's all because of white women. Okay, it's white women that are fucking bored at home that have nothing better to do <laughs> than cause problems. <laughs> No, and make not. shit harder for it for everyone. <laughs> it's edu it's an educated class of people regarded re whether or not they're white, brown, Latina, Hispanic, or Asian. Yeah, you're talking about the what, elites. What they have in what they have in common, no. I'm talking about college people. People that have been through study, people that study journalism, people that study people that studied freaking African American history, black American history, history of racism, history of culture, society. Um uh, uh, sociology, these things. I'm talking about these things. You have to study these things at least casually to understand where we are now as a society. Well, a lot of the things... To, if you don't have a background in, in, in that, you got to do some more research on why... A lot why of that stuff, though, in, in, in the education <laughs> system, it's been freaking, they've watered it down, and they're not even teaching people, like, real history. Because, like, you look at, like, like most blacks that go to college, in, in my view, and I'm not trying to generalize, they're on, the BL, they're on the BLM side. And the BLM side isn't on their side, even though they use their name and they use black suffering to promote their cause. BLM is donating their money to white fucking liberal politicians. Nobody in BLM is talking about the shootings that happen in the ghettos around the country. Uh, they're only talking because about— Because it has nothing to do with their cause. It has absolutely nothing to do— Why would they need to black talk— Black lives matter, so it should deal with the suffering of all black lives. What's... It does. It does. What they're talking about is, again, like you agreed on it, is systematic racism. And there's a reason why— they're not going to say that, oh, we're just inherently barbaric people that shoot each other for no fucking reason. And it's not true because, dude, you look at anywhere where there's, in, 
poverty and 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 and, and degradation in society yes. and a low amount of education because of underfunding anywhere throughout history if you get a violent civilization it doesn't matter yes. who or what fucking color they are oh yeah the irish were a perfect example of that filipinos filipinos me, yeah speak, yeah. We cut each other's heads off over there. We're the happiest yeah. fucking people. We're shooting each other down in the street because of yeah. Duarte says it's okay. Yeah, you, you guys are over there. You guys are over there running shit like the Mexican cartel, mm-hmm. cutting heads off in villages. Yeah, but like but it's funny because America was there, colonized for thousands of years. Uh, sorry, uh, for the last century, still there. We have military bases there. It's funny that wherever we go, our excess creates violence and more bloodshed. It's just so fucking interesting. There's a picture of General MacArthur on a, on a pile of Filipino skulls, and they've taught our people to agree with that treatment. They've well, taught yes. our people to think, that's fucking okay. 90% approval rating of this guy, Duarte, who fucking chops Stoner's heads off, all right? And he's a Christian. Well, here fucking you, lovely. He, what a fucking lovely guy. Is he a Christian Sorry. or a Catholic? Uh, one of the two. Well, they're very one, different, one, believe it or not. Um, well, yes, the serpent goes, well, I have two heads. Um, well, there's this to consider, too. Um, while I agree, wherever America's gone, they've, they've caused massive bloodshed and, and disruption and, and all this fucking chaos and crazy shit. It, it, it amazes me now that most people in America don't see that we're now do, <laughs> we're now doing this to ourselves. It's like, yeah, it was just a matter of time before this tyrannical, out of control government was doing this to its own people. And um, another thing with history, though, because I know like a lot of people. What are you talking about? The Native Americans have been our subjects as soon as we set foot here and created and, and started to become. Uh, the, the dominant civilization. Did we treat our, our Native American subjects well? No. At all? We no, it's been no, oppression and violence. And we did, we, no, we did not. But but here's the other thing where people get lost in race on this thing. Oh, the white man did this. The white man did that. Okay, well, there's there's this thing called fucking history that people like to ignore where, you know, Egyptians, which were Africans, kept white slaves, <laughs> which were Jewish or you know, Southern European, the Moors were black. They were invading Southern Europe. They were trading black slaves to uh, Muslims, and they, they still hey, are you know today. What? When, you, when you say the Moors are black, that's completely subjective and not really proven. Well, I've heard, I've heard both yeah, sides so. of that, but, the, but there was definitely blacks mixed with the So Moors. once again, you're trying to say that they're inherently barbaric. And, no, that's and, and not. Just loyal to their own no, 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 no. Please when the English... miss me. Miss the English, me with the L.A. Ins- the enslaved. L.A. Swa- poor me swagger. Let me finish. What? So, because my grandma was born on an Indian reservation, for sure, born on an Indian reservation. I did years of native ceremonies. Why aren't you madder than you are? Because I learned. Why aren't that- you fucking angry about that? Because, because I, I was. All this is happening. The indigenous people of America are fucked. I I was, and then I learned about history, and I learned about human behavior, and I realized, oh shit, this fucked up behavior isn't limited to white people. When white people got here, the Indians were killing each other. In fact, when the when the cavalry uh, let loose on the Indians, enemy tribes of other of other native tribes helped the cavalry slaughter their enemies. So they were stabbing each other in the back. 
So it's not just limited to a Eurocentric mind state. You know, wars have happened between uh, the islands in Hawaii, the Tongans and Samoans were going at it. So it's not just limited. It's it's what happens between human beings. And the reason why I stopped being as mad about it as I was is because I realized something. I realized that a lot of people, it's, it's not about who made you suffer originally, whether it was a white guy, a brown guy, a red guy, a yellow guy. It's that you don't want to end your suffering yourself. You want an excuse to complain about why you're oppressed or why you can't get this or why you can't do that. Because, like, when I look at my history growing up in a household, getting my ass beat by my dad my whole, my, my whole young childhood and then going to jail for fucking six years and coming out with nothing and somehow finding a way to become a professional tattoo artist, travel all over the planet, and then own my own business, like, man, like, what's my excuse? You know what I mean? Like, I experienced a ton of racism in, Lo- in the Los Angeles pr- prison system during the 1990s because I have pale skin. Doesn't matter. So does this have to, so is this a racial issue? No, I think it's a human issue. And because I know plenty of, plenty of black people that broke the glass mirror. It's fucking off of the glass, the glass ceiling. And it's very, very difficult to do. But when you come from a shitty situation. I and, agree. And it's, it's very, very difficult. I, I barely agree. did. Dude. I, I, I barely, I barely did. Yeah, but you know what, bro? You've been you've been thriving for a long time because when you came and visited me in Hawaii, you were going out. What was that? Was it called Macau? Where 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 were you going? Macau. Macau. You were yeah, fucking well, you were fucking killing it in Macau. This was like eight. Can I tell you something beautiful? Eight years ago, you've been killing it for a minute. You know what? The one thing that helps us Filipinos break the glass ceiling is the fact that we can sing like a motherfucker. And if you look all around the world, there's entertainment. There's Filipino entertainment people everywhere. And we're very good at the service industry. Those are the only fucking reasons why we're out there, dude. When you That's look the only at, reason I got out there because we can sing. When you we look at human sing. suffering, Blazo, when you look at human suffering, you either use it to your advantage or you use it as a ball and chain. And I refuse because I used it as a ball and chain for years, and I blamed everybody else for my shit. And then eventually I woke up and was I got into meditation. And then I was like, holy shit. The oppressor isn't outside of me. It's standing in the mirror. It never was. I'm You're a trusted member of society. Man in the mirror. Yeah, dude, you, you got a handsome face. You can date any fucking, you know, like fucking... Rich white women you want. Do you know what rich white women won't fucking look at me? They don't even look at me twice, dude. Plaza, how many... I dude, order, you bagged I order my so many white chicks. Like, what are you kidding? Or... Are you kidding me? You bagged so many white chicks. Your lady right now is my mouth, And they learned that I am a fucking delicious precipice created by the freaking Orient. And, and this amazing thing, of course, that's what they see. But that, 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 that's, you get to know any man. We ever man has a Hey, you know, you know what I think I'm gonna title this fucking this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna title this episode. Uh, episode fifty-four, Asian Blazo. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> oh my god. So please, when did you start first playing music? When I was uh quite young. How uh, old? I I picked up the guitar, uh learned a couple of songs. Uh, it was, I remember sitting in the Sequoia National Forest picking 
That's kind of where it started. Nine years old. So that's been twenty something years. It's very, very you were long nine. Time. It was nine. Yeah. You gotta start young. You gotta start young. Well tell you the audience doesn't realize that, that you grew up in, under a very artsy and eclectic mother who was very creative and an incredibly well-rounded artist. I did. I did. And just to make this more interesting, uh, she was a hardcore activist, too. She was involved in the Occupy movement. They call it a movement, but I didn't see it move anywhere. I had to rescue her. She passed away last year in poverty. Okay. I'm just going to say, going to say to you that she died in poverty. As decorated a poet and a writer as she was, my little brown mama died in poverty. Now, I'm not asking to go further into this, but I have reasons behind my, my anger, my angst. She's been a producer. She's been everything. Doesn't last. Doesn't last. And, uh, and her personality, strong Aboriginal woman, she just like me, I'm a woman. strong Aboriginal man. Cause I realized that I am fucking Aboriginal. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm about everything in the world. Right. But we're all Aboriginal and that's what they want to get us away from the fact that we are tribal. And that's why they oppress the European, Northern European whites is because they have deep tribal roots. Yes. That the Goths, is a major the, goal. The Celts, the, fucking... the Druids, the Vikings, the, 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 the Gauls, all, the Gauls, all, all of them. All tribal. Do you think they have right. a seat at the table with the Romans? No, no, because back before Christ was even around, they considered everyone that was not Roman. What? A barbarian. A barbarian. You're talking about the, the Persian Empire. The far kingdoms of the East, most civilized, mathematical barbarians, bro. If they speak with a strange tongue. Well, we're still living under the Roman Empire, and the proof in that is the architecture in Washington, D.C. As well dollar as... Bill? As, as, as dollar bill? As well this as the This is the allegiance. shit that'll get us... This is the shit that'll get us shot. Now, why do, why do you think the mafia was able to gain... So well, much prominence here in the U.S. because they're well, fucking Italiano. Yeah, the, I was bro. about to say the Roman Catholic Church. Also, that every president has had an allegiance to the Pope to a certain extent, except for the for this current president. It doesn't seem like the Pope likes him very much. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, every president before him was like kissing the pinky finger of the Pope. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, so can I ask you, um, so you, do you not want to talk about your mom? Um, in, 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 in too much detail about her personal preferences in life? Maybe not. But, no, no, we don't have to. We, we, I just, I just want to about her, 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 her decorations as, as a human being. And anything else? Absolutely, dude. So, uh, well, I want to I ask you, or, or ask you personally, like, because I knew your mother really well. We, we had, you know, we celebrated lots of holidays together. You guys always treated me like a brother, like family. Um, you guys nicknamed me Jer Bear. Uh, your mom nicknamed me Jer Bear. Um, and everybody else started calling me that, and people still call me that to this day. 
Um, and Blazer, what are you doing? I'm about to roll a joint again. Oh, Another okay. Joint. I was wondering what the hell all that noise was. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm greasing up. Your mom, uh, your mom was an awesome chick, man. And and she she had her wild, crazy side, but I think that's what made her so awesome and creative, and funky was she was a fucking wild, like you said, wild ass Aboriginal Philippine lady, right? She was like one of those Kalinga headhunter chicks or something. Cause, cause when you guys would fight, she would go for oh your head. Oh my god! Um, Blaze, yeah. <laughs> you little faggot. Yeah. Oh my god. You're a whore. You're a faggot whore. <laughs> I fucked her up. She was pissed at. Uh, should we tell that story? My little ass it. not driving. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay. Tell it, man. So one time I was in the car with Blaze, his sister Bianca. And his mother, Yvonne. And we're driving. Yvonne's sitting in the passenger seat. I'm sitting in the back seat with Blaze. And me and Blaze, I think we were smoking some weed or something. And we're all passing it around. And uh, and Bianca's like, hey, guys, you want to go to this uh, party tonight at so-and-so's house? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And and, and then Yvonne says, yeah, I want to go. And Blaze's like, oh, come on, Bianca, don't bring mom. <laughs> oh, come on, oh, come on, Bianca! Don't bring mom. And Ivan goes, "Shut the fuck up, Blaze!" And and, and, and Blaze starts laughing, and he's like, "He's like, you're not really gonna bring mom." And Blaze was doing it to tease her. He didn't even give a fuck that she was coming. He knew she was gonna come. He was doing it to fuck with her. Oh, come on, Bianca! You're not really gonna bring mom, are you? And she, Blaze, shut the fuck up, you little whore! You're a faggot. Horror. And Bianca goes, oh my god, you guys, stop fighting. <laughs> Yvonne looks at Bianca and goes, shut the fuck up, bitch, and keep driving. And me and Blaze were in the backseat dying. Yvonne would turn into a mafia member when she got angry. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. she, went, she, went, she went there. Shut the she, fuck uh, up, bitch, and keep driving. She had cancer, yo. Oh, oh she went crazy. She, fucking, she, she got touchy and shit. Yeah. You know, like, do you talk about astrology in your podcast? At I all? talk about just, uh, everything, Blaze. You might lose some everything, some that are and nothing from. is sacred here. Right, right. Well, she, I think her moon was in Leo, which, uh, oh, that ah! makes you know, fuck a motherfucker. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, fire moon, you know, watch out with that shit. So, fire so, moon. For the listeners that, 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 that don't, don't really identify or are too familiar, I think with most of my listeners are probably into it. It's the local religion. That's that's just where I'm from. We were raised in LA. That's our local religion. I mean, I'm not. Don't think I'm cool because of it. So it's one of those things that actually, it's like, you know, if you're born a Mormon, you want to get far away from Mormons. And so, you know, I, in a way, I'm kind of tired of tired of Wicca and tired of it. So I, I, you know, I just move on to other things. Well, LA does have deep roots in all that stuff, man. It's called Hollywood. The wood of the holly tree, which was the magic wand of the druids, which is why they call it Hollywood, because it enchants the public with its fascinating imagery on screen. Mm -hmm. May I please give a reference to your listeners? Absolutely. To understand deep Hollywood esotericism, check out the movie, The Amazing Mr. X. It's a 1940s noir film, and uh, just to understand how deep 
the occult sciences go in Hollywood. There's some proof if you need a timeline. Well, there's two books by a guy named Jay Dyer called... It's just a brilliant movie! Oh, my Miss, God! What's it called again, Blaze? Um, the Amazing Mr. X, a 1940s noir film. It's for free on YouTube. Okay. Um, what I was going to say was there's also a guy named Jay Dyer who does two incredible books called Esoteric Hollywood 1 and 2, where he breaks down. He gives like a, a, a full-on theological analysis of specific movies and other things going on in Hollywood that approves <coughs> beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yes, it's it's an occult-based uh, <coughs> industry and city. Um, but, oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you, I meant to ask you earlier, and we can jump back to this topic. Um, so if you could tell your listeners what you personally learned from uh, losing your mother at such— How old are you now, Blaze? 36. At 36 years old, losing your mother, and if you have any good or bad advice for people on that whole subject. Well, when you lose lose somebody, uh, someone that you... That, that close. You, you came from was this sense of connection to the world on so many different levels. You lose a lot. It's a very psychologically traumatic um, there's a lot of things involved. Part of the gritty, the gritty details is dealing dealing with the physical aspect of it. What to do with with her, you know that that part's extremely traumatizing. But in the same way, I mean, like we're all we're all gonna have to face that truth sometimes that we're not we're not immortal, and uh, a very deep perspective and a little bit your skin gets either tougher or, or, or brittle. I'm on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about my mom. Yeah, so either your skin gets more brittle or it gets a little tougher. And that's that's the experience I have with that. And it's going to happen to absolutely everybody. So it's okay to prepare yourself with the idea of loss. And it's in the same way, it's not okay to toy with the idea of you losing somebody. Um, be careful what you joke about. Be careful what you say to people. You'll regret forever. Treat your parents with the utmost biblical respect, if possible. You won't regret it. That's my message. All right. What were some of the things that you felt like helped you um, eliminate some of the suffering from, from her loss as far as, like, like were, were, were you, like, did you go out and drink a lot or smoke a lot, or did you get more involved in your music and art? Well, what my mom told me well, I was dealing with a really crazy, hard to deal with this breakup that I was having. She said, Blaze, do you drink a choice? <laughs> it makes the pain go away. <laughs> really? <laughs> Was she talking? Was she yeah, talking about I, maybe I sh- maybe maybe I shouldn't be disclosing, but yeah, I mean, she wasn't joking most of the time. No, she is she is joking, but um, that that was a joke. I, I did drink I did drink it a lot of a lot of hey, actually I triggered now I'm totally triggered you guys I'm fucking drinking I just opened up a bottle of wine because of this subject. Oh, go ahead. Matter. No, no, absolutely. Cheers. It's Friday. Fucking cheers, dude. I I drink wine. I drink wine in the winter. Ah. Oh. You know what? And but I think did you just say? Did you just say you lit up a joint and you're drinking a bottle of wine? 
Mm-hmm. This is like the yeah. Joe Rogan podcast. I'm not fucking around. I'm not playing, man. I got to take this edge off. Oh, go right ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Um. Your mom was an incredible woman because she just got shit done, dude. She got us into some of the most awesome parties in the Hollywood Hills. She got us some of the most awesome paint gigs in Hollywood at at some some of the most incredible clubs out there. The Avalon, the Man's Chinese Theater. We painted Dan Aykroyd's house together. Remember all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. it it was crazy because, um. Your mom always put a lot of faith in me with painting and let me do whatever the fuck I wanted because she knew I knew how to work a paintbrush. And I, I like, she'd never really lecture. She would tell me, hey, I want it this color or I want it that color and just let me go. She wouldn't really micromanage me. And she didn't really micromanage you either, I didn't feel like. Did she? She should have a little more. I, I was a rude kid. Well, I'm talking about as far weird. as like she we loved working with you. She loved you. I, I was good. Yeah. I mean, we got into it. What are you talking about? We that lady. We got into it. No, no, no. It. I know you guys did, but I'm saying, but like when 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 we were working on a job site, like you knew how to paint. Like she raised you doing that shit. So, I didn't feel like, unless you were being like a dick or not working. She pretty much knew that if she told you, "Hey, paint it this color or cut the trim," that you were you were gonna do it, right? Absolutely, we were killing it. Yeah, you made that fucking place look so beautiful, man. Yeah, we originally, me and Blaze, were two people that originally painted the the uh, the the Avalon in Hollywood, <coughs> and uh, a- after it was converted from what was the original name of that club? Dude, it was the world famous Palladium, dude. Uh, oh, is it? That was a Palladium. No. Uh, I think so. Oh, bro, that wine and weed is already kicking in, bro. Oh, no. This is is me grunting because my brain is one of those muscles that need work. Uh Uh-huh. And you got that forgetful Scorpio mind? Yeah. Don't don't feel bad. All all water signs are forgetful. Oh, man. We make the worst. Um, Oh, man. But, uh, dude... And then uh, me and you painted the spider room. Remember that? We did the faux finish in the spider room. And, and then out on the patio, we were up on that like four foot high fucking. What was that shit called? Yeah, dude. I remember that. Well, we both thought we were Jim Morrison. Scaffolding. Roll, roll away. Yeah. <laughs> dude, we were, we, were, we were smoking joints on the, to- on the top of the roof out there, fucking looking down at fucking. Hollywood Boulevard and all the people driving by and fuck. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna talk about some male sensitivity here, people. We got I a lot of feel, that. I didn't feel like a. I didn't feel like a like a viable uh, man. I didn't even know that I was a man yet. I actually didn't even know I was a man until recently. Like a fucking man. You know what I mean? That's because you had but kids. Like, right. That, that'll and you're a good you. dad. Science and genetics. Ah, and pain and hard work and blood, toil and calluses. See? But uh, so I say, like, I, I had no idea about my, my super self. I was standing on the roof, you're like, Blaze, you know, we're two good, good looking guys. And then you went on on a whole thing. 
about being able to, you know, more or less have it all if we wanted. We we're so young, sitting on the crest of youth, right? It's like a wave. How long ago was that? That was like crashes. 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. And, dude, what are you talking about? That's just 20 years ago or something. No, that was, that was only like 15, 20? 16 years at the most. Uh, okay, maybe 17. I don't know. It was a while uh, back. I'm 36. 10 years ago, I was 26. Okay, you're right. 18 years ago. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was, it was only like, I think it was only like 15 years ago because I'm 45. Oh, yeah. Nope. I was probably like, I was probably I was 18. like, yeah, I was probably like 26 when that went down. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we're can looking we talk at about, about Can we talk about years. Jeremy? Dude, the first time I, I met, I met this man here, Jeremy. I was 23. I uh, was dating my sister. My, my, my sister bring home interesting people sometimes. We had a very free kind of house. You'd come here and my parents would let my sister date. He wasn't a member of Dads Against Dating, you know. He, he was like a member of like, just, I don't know, this is happening. But anyways, Jeremy came and he was fresh at it. I mean, Jeremy, do you mind if I, I don't care. Whatever. A you, you just did a long stint in, 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 in jail for a, a long time. And uh, you were like this, I looked up to you so much. You were like this poet guy with curly hair. I was like, I'm growing my hair out long. Hey, remember when we had an afro at the same time? So, yeah, we we did. We had dual afros. We had dueling afros. We we would walk close to each other and get stuck. Our heads would get stuck to each other. That's how fucking afro centric we were. (laughs) Dude, remember when I stayed the night at your house for like, I don't know, four or five days with, with Bianca and. We'd stay up at night talking, and and your dad's room was next to Bianca's, and me and Bianca would always talk. We, you know, like we always had a bunch of shit to talk about. And fucking one morning, uh, uh, blazing Bianca's dad Eric comes walking in, and he goes, uh, "Hey, Bianca, quick question." And she goes, "What's up, Dad?" And he's like, "So, uh, how much longer must I endure sideshow Bob over here?" And he points at me. <coughs> That was like the only thing your dad ever said to me. And I was like, uh, well, I, I, and Bianca's like, oh my God, dad, get out of my room. Yeah. (laughs) How much longer must I endure Sideshow Bob over here? I remember that. Oh man. Dude, remember when I fucking tattooed your chest on your fucking couch when you were shit, 16? With, oh, that, yeah. with, know, a, with a fucking prison-made machine? This is my mom. She goes, congratulations, Blaze. You're a man now. She's such a poet. <laughs> got this tattoo. I was 16. I'm like, really? So she, I said guess. she said that to you after she you got tatted? Said, yeah. She was far from the truth. I was very much a little boy. And for all you younger listeners who, uh, uh, a while to grow into your chest hair. Just because you have them doesn't mean make sure you deserve them. <laughs> make, make, make sure you talk into the phone, Blaze. Not... I said just because you have chest hairs doesn't mean you deserve it. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to young men That's true. out there. I agree. Man, fucking so long live Yvonne De La Vega and all of her poetic painterly 
wild glory, dude. She was she was an incredible woman, and we, you and me, we can thank her for a lot of our bonding, bro. You and me did so many jobs together because of her. Where a lot of times, like I had to fucking paint with you or work with you or like, hey Blaze, come on, let's go paint this fucking room over here. Because I always liked working with you and and Ryan the most because you guys are Scorpios and. You know, we're just tight like that, right? Capricorn, Scorpio. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I, I, I tell this to you all, all the time. And and, and, and then for the listeners, um, so in, in astronomy, uh, we're talking about uh, astronomy. We're talking about you know, celestial, no, no, celestial uh, astronomy. God, it has its name. I forgot what it's Yes. Called. The celestial bodies. Cosmology. I'm talking about planets, planets, okay. real science, uh, whether or not you believe in the existence of them. Okay. But it, it was proposed, I don't, but go on. Proposed theory by probably some of your friends over there at NASA, which, by the way, I would like to come back to this because I have a friend in NASA. Okay. okay. So I have a good friend in NASA. Okay. And I, I can I can get him on this podcast if you need me to. So I would but, love that. Oh, yes. He's going to get so grilled he, with some serious questions, though. I was with him when he was directing a satellite back to Earth to land the Hayabusa. You can look it up to land in Australia. Okay. He has. Anyways, so in, in astrology and in astronomy, in, in astrology, Capricorns and, 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 and Plutonians, Scorpios, make very good allies. Just so happens that Pluto is actually a satellite of Saturn at one point. And it broke off because a gigantic celestial body came moving through our solar system. And uh, this is part of my whack theory. It created the asteroid belt with a collision, cleaved the Earth in half, gave the Earth its water, and left the moon as evidence of this cataclysm. Because our moon is so largely shaped in, in comparison to any other planet with any other satellite, meaning you take a quarter and a dime, a dime, and you get the Earth and 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 the Moon. You take a fucking plate, a saucer the size of a Big Mama's pizza, and a dime, and that's the typical. Uh, that's a typical model for a satellite and a planet. Satellites are small compared to their planets. This could only have happened from a cataclysm. But he says we're gonna go back to my friend. That was, an, a, that was an excellent fairy tale. Please tell it again. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Excellent fairy tale, Blazer. Please tell it again. So, what are you, what are you saying? That Zechariah Sitchin was the, he's the guy that learned to read in Akkadian and to, to read in Phoenician and whatever else. I might be inaccurate, but are you saying that he was a part of the Illuminati? Uh, well, it's possible. I did read I did read Zachariah Sitchin's book, The Twelfth Planet, and I found it absolutely fascinating. And the way that he spoke about um, was it uh the Anunnaki, the Archons, um, and and the twelfth. And the twelve exactly. planet. It's it's mm -hmm. it's a fast. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating story. Uh, a lot of conspiracy theorists, people, my friends, and 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 did you know that conspiracy theorism? What it wasn't a thing. Uh, it was always a kind of thing on the right, but it, in the beginning, it was a very a left a leftist. It was 
leftist territory as well. Yes. We were we were also very very cons- uh, we believe in this conspiracy. Even they split us up. Well, that's it's so because funny it... how they divide our ideals and they tell us what to believe. Yes. And then now there's one camp that believes it and the other one that doesn't. Because, like I said, I'm just going to say it again: is if you have opposition to any statement or view that you have, that your fucking statement is wrong. The truth has no opposition. I agree. The truth has no retort whatsoever. It doesn't even exist yet. If you're in an argument that exists already, then you've got a lot of history to look into. And I, you know, you know, it's, I mean, you've got to get into the, the etymology behind the words you're speaking. What's really sad, though, is now um, the truth repels people. A lot of people love living in a lie. And a, a lot of them will support those lies <laughs> because a lot of a lot of people they don't want their their paradigm shifted. They don't want uh, their reality shifted. They don't want the structure of what we've been conditioned to believe since we were small children to change. Because then we have to do a lot of work and go inward, and then we have to process. Well, if this is a lie, what else is a lie? And so where we're at now currently is I just feel like there's people that like the truth, no matter what it is. And there's people who don't give a fuck about the truth. They just want to cling to what they believe is the truth. And they're happy enough with that. But the truth is eternal, man. Uh And from a standpoint of the truth, we're all brothers and sisters. 100% 100% bro you know what you know the whole term conspiracy theory was coined by the CIA after the Kennedy assassination because people knew there was people like you and me back then that were like okay this doesn't make sense that rifle there's you'd have to be the most deadly marksman with that bolt action rifle and be able to shoot it faster than the average man to get that kind of fucking uh result from that distance at that trajectory no fucking way are you talking about the specifics behind the kennedy assassination well i'm just saying like the 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 the, the rabbit holes that conspiracy theorists dove down back then now it doesn't really matter but we all know kennedy was a democrat and we all know he was assassinated by the CIA. Yes, one hundred percent. That's um, common knowledge. It, they just it, haven't been held accountable. Well, <laughs> yes, killing if, one well, of our presidents, which yeah. is fucking illegal. Well, that's the Bush administration, George Bush Senior. It's like hold these fucking criminals accountable for killing one of our presidents, dude. Well, the deep state is is a powerful, powerful, powerful uh, organization, man, and. Uh, I, I believe everything that's going on within this country right now is 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 we have sellout politicians that are loyal to the United Nations and China, and uh, they've been getting bribed. And um, you know what what China, the United Nations, and Australia um, have all been partaking in, and and Australia and China hate each other, and Canada, Canada, like. Maybe they do. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Because it seems like Australia is trying to go down the whole, you know, globalism, technocratic, vaccinate my population, you know, damn That's where me. all of mankind is headed. We're not. It's not a, any one 
uh, that's if, if there was no conspiracy theory, even then, that's where we're headed. That's where our technology is headed. There's no oh, other realism? way for it to go. No, it's a technocracy, a, a real well, true technocratic civilization, as, as it's stated. There's no escaping it just so long as we have an evolving technology because that's what we're going to do to ourselves. Well, and hey, you know what? That... So we don't need anybody to guide us there. That's happening, dude. Just like people go and get their nose pierced. People are going to go get chipped because of the capabilities we're going to have inside this. It's just hey, and that's fine. Not a conspiracy, bro. It's I know that's it's, not it's a conspiracy. Our untapped human nature. I know that's not a conspiracy. I know, and because all you got to do is look. Well, who's behind the vaccinations? Bill Gates. He's a he's a computer guy. Microsoft. Okay. So, who else is supporting it? Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, all these technocrats. They're all in on it. So it makes perfect sense that that's what they want because they have unfettered power. They've amassed massive amounts of wealth in short periods of time. They have a huge reach of people, a huge audience. And that wouldn't be so bad if th we we knew that it was going to be used for, for good good purposes. But it won't be. It'll be used to control us. It'll be used to manipulate us. Because the funny thing about man is, and this is man in general, right? We can never get enough alcohol. We can never get enough weed. We can never get enough food. We can never get enough sex. We can never get enough money. And we can never get enough power. So no level of power will be satiated by these evil psychopath technocrats. It will become a black mirror AI horror show with these people. Okay, all right, I gave you this a sneak preview casually through entertainment. But I mean that's what they do. But it's not them who are responsible. Hey, us, us artists think this shit up anyways because we're looking for the best story to tell. Dude, this is where we're headed. And it takes our creative imagination to get us there. And 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 Aaron, so are we? Do we like Bill Gates or do we not? All right. So, even even from this from the standpoint of somebody who is very educated, Bill Gates is a eugenist. Yes, <laughs> he's a eugenist. Yes, is that what Aaron said? Yeah, he's just we don't really like him. Yeah. Well, his dad worked. <laughs> His dad worked for um, a large organization that, that was created to commit genocide on the black community. You maybe have heard of this organization. It's called Planned Parenthood. A lot of people don't like to hear that. It's a true tale by a woman named Margaret Sanger, who was a member of the KKK, a female member of the KKK, believe it or not. And they put these... Abortion clinics in black neighborhoods to cull the population of the African-American community. And I uh, believe Bill Gates's father was uh, a lawyer for her. Um, and also, I believe, the Rockefellers, or was it the Rothschilds? But, but he was a eugenist. Bill Gates's father was a eugenist, so it only makes sense that his son would would be part of of that whole because you know it's always a genetic thing with people right your, your mother was an artist you're an artist right? oh my god it's so funny people don't really stray away from the political ideals of their parents that's the fucking weirdest thing
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> to guess that your parents are a little bit on, they lean on to the right a little bit. My mother was a, a staunch liberal for. Oh, shit. Uh, See, shows how much I fucking know. Well, that, my mother was a, was a was a pretty staunch liberal for most of her life. Uh, oh. I think even my dad would have been up till he was in his like mid to late thirties because he 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 was a prop maker in the motion picture industry. So, you know, I think everybody in the eighties in Los Angeles was was pretty freaking liberal because it yeah, made the most that, sense. It's, well, listen, it's the only, if you want to, well, during these times, uh, well, I'm just going to say, because there, there is prejudice that, 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 that exists on both sides. Yes. And, 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 and of course there's a prejudice against people of color. You fucking, I experienced that shit. And there's also an oppression against, um, people with ideals that lead towards the right. Right now. Well, there's oppression against male white privilege, too, is what they call it. Right? Well, well, right now, it's that's okay. There's there's a lot of that going on anyways, uh, whether or not you, you – what side of the political spectrum you lean on. All I'm saying is if you're going to come onto set and, and, and talk about the wall and, and, and to pray for Donald Trump, you're not going to ever – fucking have a job here again whereas if yeah. you were on a set in, in amarillo texas yeah, you might be able to get away with that sort yeah so there isn't a freedom exchange of thought no. now me i accept everybody oh totally absolutely completely until he started spraying the one mexican woman we had on set and then i i, I got triggered bro i snowflaked out and i got triggered i was like what the fuck you spray i'm like you i, I fool yeah well i i kind of blew up a little bit a little bit sprayed the only mexican uh, woman on set like what do you spraying mean? her with paint and like dude you're a painter who's been painting for 40 years you know exactly what the fuck you're doing they weren't getting a, they weren't getting along because he he automatically assigned her to um bucket cleaning brush cleaning basically cleaning shit was she a noob she's a union painter bro so, so she's been in there for a while yeah, but he's down to train anybody else. He wants to train uh, the little punk rock chick. Uh, she she was a noob, both noobs, but she didn't get a chance to look to learn. Okay, well, which one was I, hot? Which one was hotter, Blaze? Be honest. All right, and there's that too, and then the punk rock chick was hotter. There you go. So it probably didn't have nothing to do with skin color. It had to do. Oh, so with, wait, so wait, with so wait, so wait. Listen, listen to me. Listen to listen to me. So he. Uh, they they can't be compounded. You can't compound the two. It's black and white. No, it's never black and white. It's no, always there's always thing. levels to this game. There all there's all there always is. You know. Yeah, the truth is usually always in the middle, right? That's yeah, why always. that's why like today's like fucking crazy politicized uh, paradigm has uh, has. Uh, it's, it's just, it's nuts. Yeah, I have, I have some more. I have, I, I have another conversation piece. I, I don't know how relate, how late we're getting it. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to wrap this up in about ten minutes. So go on, conversate. And I'm we can always have you fish. on again. <laughs> Great. I'm eating a fillet of fish from McDonald's. Oh. Place. Do you know how many fucking times McDonald's has gotten lawsuits <laughs> for having human meat in their food? What? 
Yeah. You've got to be joking. I'm me. dead serious, bro. Look it up. Dude, you don't think those guys are part of the satanic cult, bro? Give me a break. They want you eating people. When you, when you say there's a satanic oh, <clears throat> cult, uh-huh. how old? How, can we have an extended episode? Because this is a big deal. So, like, how, how old do you think this satanic cult is? I, about the age of Anton Levy? No, I think it goes back to the land of Canaan. I think it goes back to Babylon. I think it goes back to Rome, to Egypt, to all all over the planet. I think it goes back to whenever the fall of grace from God and man happened, or or, or whenever man did that. You know, whether Adam and Eve is allegorical or literal— I don't know, but there's something right. powerful about that story, um, oh and then God, and so then, fucking powerful. Yes. you know, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, Cain, who slew his brother Abel, was a vagabond, and the what Canaanites. did he do? He went to the land of Canaan and created the Canaanites, and then what did the Canaanites, the Canaanites do? They were involved in false idol worship, child sacrifice. Uh, you know, debaucherous sexual activity, demoralization. Did they give us our entire language? Oh, oh, uh, Jeremy, all civilizations did this. Oh, all of them. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I think, I think that a lot of what happens in human civilization at this point, unless... probably less. I'm so sorry, but probably less so. Uh, the more indigenous, the less, maybe. Child eating. I was do, well. Even weight. in the Philippines, the Kalinga, the Ifugao, and Bontoc Indians eat human beings. Those indigenous tribes eat each other. They're headhunters. <laughs> I'm gonna deny. <laughs> yeah. So, but well, I come I, on. I had to get here somehow. Yeah, yeah Jeremy. So so listen. So freaking what I think is is that. Um, <laughs> The indigenous people are probably less prone to some of this neurotic and crazy psycho or weird fucking behavior modern man is engaged in because they're kind of like in isolated areas in the forest or jungles or deserts or wherever they're at in Africa and South America. Wait a second, Jeremy, are we going to talk about the Kalingas, our national people? No, no, I was, I was going to say. Before we go on about the Kalingas and before I agree with anything that you say about them, do your fact check research first listeners these people are national heroes i'm gonna do them myself yeah i have place i'm not denying that i i, I was the one who showed you the book about the one Kalingas. one thing i'm gonna let you know is they defeated magellan they beat that motherfucker you know oh, the spanish place. general when they you chopped came, his head off when you came to hawaii i showed you the book on the headhunters the philippine headhunters I mean, how many, how many, how oh, many? Oh, the Kalingas, yeah, we were headhunters. Yeah, for sure. I showed you that book. Yeah. Freaking, uh, I had it in Hawaii when you came and visited. Freaking, uh, but I, I we think took, we I, took, we took J- Magellan's head. We fucking took it. Chop that shit off. I, I think that. Uh, I, I think that humanity in general, we have in our genetic coding. We have specific answers and keys and things locked in our genetic coding. And they were specifically put there by the most high or higher beings that were trying to preserve us for times like we're experiencing now. 
where there needs to be a mass awakening because what I foresee with this technocratic society is basically another Tower of Babel in globalism, uh, which would be uh, man trying to take over the globe, trying to play God, put microchips and everything, trying to prove how powerful they are. It will not happen. They may start doing it. They will fail again. Man does not have the clearance or right to play God or uh, claim a complete rulership or dominion over this earth. This is not man's creation. Man is a guest here, and man needs to act accordingly. And because okay. of that... According to to, um, to the evangelist uh, way of thought, uh, for all you, you evangelist people out there, that, that the earth is actually our dominion. Well, we... we well, we are actually, yeah, we are beholden to the laws of nature, and the laws of nature are the laws of God. And the reason why we have so much suffering on the planet now is because a massive amount of society, specifically and and mostly, I hate to say it, I hate to I, I, uh, lay blame on the cities, but it's mostly in the cities that are completely and totally violating natural law, which is why... You know, the cities seem to have the most problems, the most homelessness, the most drug addictions, the most riots, Whoa, the most severe lockdowns. Here. Yeah, I could say the same thing about people that live in the country and that need to bulldoze and make a whole city there in the pristine Why country. Why would you want to make a city in the Why? beautiful country? Keep the city where the city is. You ever heard of a landfill? They put all the trash in one place. That's just the solution they came up with. And of course, you can launch it out into outer space and have it shoot out to another galaxy, never be seen again by another civilization. We're stuck here on a rock. We're stuck here on a rock. You want to spread people out into the countryside? Yes. Put them in a fucking city. Uh, no. Make a plant so they could process their shit all together. You know, you have people shitting and pooping and creating litter all over and spread out across all the different wildernesses of the earth. Get it straight. It's not city people that are your enemy. Well, the city, no, what I'm saying is human tendency to package stuff. I'm not saying city people are my energy. I come from a major city. What I'm saying is city people are their own enemies. (laughs) We're all our own enemies in one way or another. City people, I'm just saying, the massive problems that we seem to be having, particularly in this country right now, or around the world for that matter, it can um, all be linked back about, to and, major you're cities. About, you're talking about Antifa and BLM, the people that made other people mad. This is an That's argument that has... That's just one this an, instance. Uh, this is an argument that has a pol- a pol- it's a polarized issue. And in my belief that this is a false issue if it has... Um, if it has a polarity, it's, it falls away from the singularity. No, I'm t- what I'm saying is, is like no what... victory. There's so no victory. The 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 city. Duality. But what I'm saying is, is the city always wants to make all the laws, but the city wants to break all the natural laws. Whereas myself, who's lived in nature for the last eight years is like, I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking violate natural law anymore, cities. This is why you guys are so miserable now. Why are you out there then? Why are you out there pooping in the forest? What does it That's need? compost. I'm composting. It, oh, why, why are you out there building roads? I'm not building anything. I'm saying, I'm talking, not to you, uh, do you know what I mean? 
Well, I mean, yeah, we could have a, a massive collection of human beings that looks like a gigantic tumor on the earth in a city. Yeah, or we could have. And you can little... you can you can take all the pipes from all their toilets and put them in one single plant. You're processing more human shit than you could ever, with a million humans but spread out. Blaze out. Human, human shit isn't Come the on. issue. The issue well, yeah. is chemicals. We should be piping it. Pharmaceuticals, fucking trash. Plastics, human shit ain't the issue. You know, the guys on the right, uh, they uh, they own the uh, agricultural industry. So those are your yeah. guys that are responsible. Yeah, I know. For George Bush was behind it. I... Yeah, the guys that are responsible for all the stuff that poisons, like Jim Jimos, Jimos. That's a Republican thing. Yeah, okay. I know. George Bush uh, or, 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 Senior was behind food. that. Yeah, organic food is a liberal, a liberal gang. This is part of a. Oh, Ish. oh my God! Yes. Ish. Oh because because no, a lot because... of a lot of the people on the right, a lot no, of the no, people, no, a lot of the people no, on the right, freaking grow their own food. No, no, yeah, fifth generation plantation owner. Uh, <laughs> this labor becomes 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 becomes, becomes illegalized, and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, raising corn, we better fucking put all of our investments into this damn corn here. What are we gonna do? Oh man, our scientist guys up in there, the fucking KKK. Let's put some GMOs in our corn. Hey, Blaze. Yeah. So, Blazo. Yo. I love you, bro, and I yeah. hate Monsanto, and I hate classic Bush era conservatives, and I have a serious discrepancy with the modern day Democrat as well, but I am not choosing oh. sides because Nero. I, I too, well proponents of deadly Nero if if it came down blame, blame the Jews blame the Jews um, you would not understand how important the Jews are in our civilization please, please nobody said anything about the Jews please oh, all freaking... I'm saying that's where I'm headed with this. I had a little bit to drink, but yeah, anyway. Uh, I'm sure that all the all the viewers are probably tuned out by now. They're not even listening. They, they they might be listening. Human What's... beings have about 15 seconds. Hey, so and then oh we got then, then we're disengaged. You know you know what's probably driving the listeners crazy is that you and me talk back and forth <laughs> over each other all the time, but we're we're totally to us having this amazing <laughs> conversation and understand each other perfectly. No, it's going to be so fun for them. <laughs> it, yeah. I want to share this. I'm sharing this motherfucking episode. This is brilliant. Well, I have to listen to myself first because I did get drunk. Oh, do you know Do you know who uh, You know who just did the podcast a couple days ago? You, you remember Brandon O'Connell? Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, he, he, he did a podcast a couple days ago. It was awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, it came out excellent. Yeah. Uh, but cheers to him. I see pictures of him with a kid on his shoulders. Yeah, he just had a kid. All, all of my friends are having kids. You, Marty, uh, Benny, oh, oh, Brandon. All of Brandon's friends are like these well-to-dos, these elitist no, voters. I don't know about well, it that. It seems like that on social media. No, he's just uh, I know. he's just been fucking hustling, bro. You know, Brandon came he was in the gutter for a long time, man. He was uh, in the gutter, dude. I saw I saw him once and he was just like yeah, he was just like I took a three-par shit. I was like, "Well, you did a what?" This little smell drafted out from the bathroom. He was just like, "Yeah, I just took a three-par shit." I'm like, "What's that?" He's like, "You have to flush the toilet three times." Ugh. 
Yeah, that sounds like something uh, Brandon would say. Oh, my God. Back in the day. The new Brandon, he's so much more reserved. Uh, Blazo, so anyways, do you uh, do you want to do drop your music or your social media handle? I got to take off here soon. I got to go do a tattoo. Oh, yeah. Come visit me on, uh, I guess, uh, Blaze Smith Art at Instagram. Blaze check Smith out Art. My, my art. And then Spell it out. out. Blaze, Blaze Smith, B-L-A-I-S-E. Smith art at gmail.com or blaze Smith song songwriter guys Instagram. I cannot tell no, 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 blaze Smith art at instagram.com I can't tell no, you guys enough how incredibly talented and gifted blaze is with the music man his lyrics can bring a tear from the most hardened convict on death row the motherfucker can write and sing. He's got it down. Oh, those are the people that are crying the most. I don't know, man. I I stopped crying about two years into jail, man. I that I think that was a lot. I in fact I've I barely ever cried. Jail made me not cry. It was like it made hey, me. Are, uh, do we do we prescribe to the the ideals of the sensitive male? We Here's do. We do prescribe to that. Sensitive yeah. male, dog. Nothing All wrong. That's we're life. artists. Hey man, I love you. Got to be. I love hey, you. We're going to get you too. back on here again. Uh shout out to uh, all the listeners. I'm trying to get Martin on here this week too. Right on. Uh, and we'll we'll have to talk more about If you, if you get Martin on here, it's got to be about vagabondism. Yeah, of course. We'll we'll uh <laughs> we'll uh we'll talk we'll talk more about about being a fucking about fatherhood for you later. I love you, bro. All right, love you too. All right. Later. Talk to you. Bye. Guys, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this podcast um, and uh, keep listening. Press the like button. Leave me a good review, please. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to be a little looser on this podcast. You know, a lot of times I'm real serious and oh, it's a, and, and and I like it when my friends come on because my friends know me and you know the real Jeremy is quite the fucking uh, jokester. So. Uh, you know, when I'm not in this scholarly theologian mode, I'm busting my friend's balls. They're busting my balls, and we're having a fucking good time. I love you guys. Take care.